Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we're so glad that you tuned into the show. We have a lot to talk about, but before we get into the episode, I want to kind of bring up, we love your feedback. So when you're watching this show, and you've been watching it week after week after week, and you're waiting and anticipating for the next one, we're so grateful for that. But what we'd love for you to do is give us some feedback. Give us some feedback about what you would like to talk about. Uh, maybe you even want to be on the show. If there's anything that you have a question about, please email us at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S Dawson.com. We'd love to, you know, engage with you about that and do what you need. So stay tuned. We're going to have a conversation here um, just shortly and we'll be, we'll be basically talking about the speed bumps and headlines that are coming in your future. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Looking forward to it. Well, welcome back. It's Elizabeth here, and you know this conversation is is the about the emotional one. Uh, so much of the headlines people are listening to today dictate, you know, your your constant emotion where the market's going up, the market's going down. We have new vaccine information. We have you know global politics. All these things wrap up into the decisions that we make, and we are so focused. There's actually a um, a financial planning pyramid that we should actually look at. Uh, if you like a copy of it, we'll be happy to send it to you. But really, it's this pyramid that has this basis in this foundation that people forget about the most, the, the protection, the, the insurance, the guarantees. And then that middle layer is the savings components. And then ultimately, at the top, is the speculative investments. And so many people today are really worked up about speculative investments. And uh, the emotions that are tied with that go up and down. So on this journey to financial success and, and wealth creation or wealth preservation, uh, now is the time to take a look and say, okay, am I doing this on my own or do I have a great professional um, you know, instructor that can help me with this? There's, there's always a professional for everything. Uh, so, so maybe we wanna look at the highs and lows of what's happening to you and is that within your risk tolerance? This has been the craziest year of our entire existence in the past hundred years, and uh, most people can't even really fathom what it was like a little over a hundred years ago when the when the uh, that pandemic literally shut down the economy as well. So it's so different because people are moving, and we're we're kind of trying to see what we need. But there's an interesting statistic that um, about 44% of Americans really think that they know what they're going to need for retirement. So there's a balance, right? So if we know what we need for retirement, but we maybe haven't done the work for it, uh, literally only 36% of that 44% actually have a plan. So that means there's a lot of people out there, you know, waiting in the wings of wondering what in the heck am I going to do when it comes to retirement? Um, when you're young, you have the opportunity to start to save. But uh, I was talking to a couple this weekend, a very sweet couple. They have a one-year-old and a five-year-old, very sweet. Uh, but they're, they're kind of in their mid-40s at this point, and they want to have another child. But they've been working so hard to get to this place in life, now have children, and you know have the home, have the school, have everything else that goes with it. They're kind of starting to forget what they have to have for the future. So where do we, where do we go back in time to figure this out? We want to consider... Uh, really looking at the core of our financial belief system. Our financial belief system has a lot to do with how we actually invest or how we actually save or how we actually prepare for the future. If we don't have a lot of formal education or formal knowledge about these things, we don't think about them all in the same way. Uh, we're told that when we start to work for an employer, we um, have to pay Social Security and Medicare. We don't even understand what that is. 
And then in addition to that, they're saying, gosh, why don't you participate in our 401k? There might be a match, there might not be a match. So what that tells me is that you know, many years ago, our grandparents, our parents, um, had something called a pension. And a pension was that guaranteed stream of income that would come in each and every month for them to accomplish their goals and dreams and live the life that they wanted to live. Well, today, it has transferred to the ownership of the individual worker who doesn't have a pension, and majority of people do not today. But that money that we save is going to be that money that's going to create that income. 100% of the responsibility for your retirement today is on you. So when you're in your 20-somethings or 30-somethings or even 40-somethings, you're really not thinking about this because life is in the middle of it. And we're trying to accomplish everything to be able to have the life and the lifestyle and the, you know, the values and the, the quality of life for our, ourselves and our family. So when we start to think about this a little bit more seriously, it's probably when we get into our later 40s, early 50s, and we're thinking, okay, gosh, what does that horizon of retirement really look like? Do I want to live off of 100% of what I'm making today? Am I going to build it for inflation? And if so, what am I willing to sacrifice to get what I want? Or with the money I have saved, is it going to be about 50% less than what I've actually been earning on a monthly basis every year to be able to accomplish my goals, dreams, and desires and live the life I want? If you don't know the answers to that, possibly going through a process, what we do is we go through a process and we look at all of the cash flow. We look at where dollars and cents are maybe leaving your life unnecessarily and unknowingly. Then when we actually discover that, you start to think like this a lot more. And finding money in your world is that much more exciting. Well, finding money to put away, not finding more money to create a bigger lifestyle. But if you want the life that you have today and even better and plan it for inflation, when you get to that set age of retirement, and if you want to retire at 50 or 55 or 60 or 62 or 65, what's holding you back? Because there's a lot of life to live. A lot of life to live, and we might be planning for 30, 40, 50 year retirements. If we don't have enough money saved, we're not going to live that life of retirement that we planned. Another component to this conversation is, do I have protection or do I have a plan in the event of a health event? Am I going to be able to self-fund a long-term care event? Am I going to be able to fund uh, where I want to be? Or do I need to possibly look at planning for long-term care or skilled nursing or adult uh, adult care where we can actually have the life and quality of life so that we don't have to give the burden to our children to make those decisions for us. If we have this conversation sooner rather than later, it's better because our parents maybe they didn't have that same conversation or very few did and they planned and the majority of people today, there's a statistic that I read not too long ago, that the majority of people today have about seven years worth of retirement money saved. Whether you made a dime on your money or not, do you have enough money saved to be able to help you accomplish the retirement dreams, the goals, the desires that you have of your future? You might not, but if you don't look at it and you don't create the plan, and Social Security isn't a big enough supplement for all this, where would you want to start? If you knew everything to be true today in your mind and your DIY life and everything that you're doing, if there turned out something not to be true, when would you want to find out about it? Is it finding out now or is it waiting until we're 50, 55, 60 and then trying to figure it out? Uh, traditional plans or traditional goals of our parents really don't translate into our traditional goals now because it was a different life back then. They had pensions that lasted them for a lifetime. And then we have to look at what happened to the spouse. Did the spouse get 100% of the compensation if the, if the um, a person with a pension uh, died? Uh, in most cases, they get about a 50% drop. So 
if it's a 50% drop, can your spouse live on 50% less than what you're living on today together? These are questions we should be asking ourselves. So I hope this message is something where it actually helps you to you know, take action uh, because this planning process is so important to do it right and to do it right the first time so you don't have to go back to work. But all the market volatility in the world has no, you know, has really no gain for your ability to really get back to those core beliefs and save, save, save. Um, you want to have a rate of return. You want to keep up with inflation. But if we're not doing the math to keep us up with inflation for long-term income and expense, believe it or not, things get more expensive every day that we breathe our breath. And if it gets more expensive or there's a new accommodation that we have to do or become adaptable with, how are we going to pay for those things? Uh, I kind of make this little joke. When my daughter was born, we really didn't have cell phones. You know, they were like this little flip phone or this brick. And, and very few people had them. They usually had them for business. But today, the cell phone and some of the cell phone payment or even purchase is almost like a car payment. And are we really prepared for that going in our future? There will be more technology. There will be more planned obsolescence. There will be things that need to be replaced. Are we planning for that fund that will actually secure that for us in our future? If you have questions about this, I encourage you to take action and really take massive action on this to get your financial position looked at, to get your goals on paper. When was the last time you actually looked up at the, at the, sty um, sorry, at the stars and actually did a wish and, a, had a, and put your wishes together? We've been working incredibly hard our entire lives. We sometimes forget about what that wish list is all about. If money was not an obstacle and we had an abundance of money, what would you do with that money? What would you want to secure? It shouldn't just be, gosh, if I won the lottery, this is what I do. It's really about the fact that you do have abundance now. You may not realize it. Financially, so much money is going to the bank, to government, to financial institutions, to your lifestyle in excess that you could actually be recovering that money, having peace of mind, having it in the bank, having it secured for retirement vehicles, and having it secured for the, the what-ifs that happen in life. If you can't honestly say that you're prepared for that, now's the time to give us the call. Give us a call at 619-640-2622. You're welcome to send us email at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We would be honored and privileged to answer any of those questions and get you started in the right direction. All right, stay tuned. We'll come back with a, with a, um, a listener question and uh, we'll close up the show. Be right back. Well, I'm back and we have a question from the audience and that question is, should I get pet insurance? Is it worth it? Is it too expensive? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a loaded question out there. Uh, many people think about it, many people do something about it and they purchase it. Right now with our, with our pets, we do so much for them, especially when they're babies, just like a child. We do more for them than when I was a child. Oh my gosh, we, we spoil them, we get them babies, we, you know, we make sure that they go to the vet on time, they get their shots, they eat good food, sometimes we're paying more, more for them than we do for our own food. I mean, I've seen it all. Um, so pet insurance, it depends on you. you know, what's that investment? What I would say first and foremost is actually find a really good vet or a vet hospital that you want to basically work with. And if you're interested in pet insurance you know, and you think, gosh, I have to have it, find out what these vets and vet hospitals take for insurance if it is actually something that they would even receive. Now, in addition to that, you're going to be paying this monthly. So um, I've seen things where people pay $56 a month. 
you know, that's well over $600, $700 a year. Now, how much do you think it would cost to take care of your pet over a year for any kind of medical emergency or shots or spay neuter? If it's $700 or less, maybe you want to just start a savings plan in your bank account that is there for what you would have paid for that pet insurance. Makes more sense because the likelihood of you actually using that pet insurance is very small. But you really have to measure what the big expenses are. But just think, you know, puppies need a few things, okay? They need shots, they need spay and neuter, they, they might need to get a checkup, but it's usually when our dogs get older, and that is the truth. Uh, when your dogs get older, they're gonna need a lot more, just like we are. You know, as we get older, we need a lot more help, and we might need that doctor a little bit more than when we were younger. So the time to have insurance, if we're gonna have anything at all, is a little bit later in their life, maybe around five or six or seven. But think about this, if you were saving even $50 a month, $600 a year, and you stayed committed and disciplined to it, you could have $600 times five, okay, which would be well over $3,000. And sometimes I'll hear, you know, some incident happened. Uh, I think we just recently heard that um, this, uh, this dog, um, the, the family made a huge breakfast and she had to run to the store, but she left it on the counter and the dogs never had table food or anything like that. The dog, when she left, even though she, it was high up on a counter, the dog literally got everything off the counter and ate everything and wouldn't stop eating in, in, in his, you know, because animals, they really will eat, eat, eat. They don't just stop because they're full. They had to take this dog to the hospital and it was about a $3,000 surgery just to be able to help the dog, you know, with the stomach not die. So I think about things like that. If you are a saver with a purpose, have an account with a purpose. If you need to save that money for those reasons, and it's just for Alfie, it's just for Sugar, it's just for Maggie, it's just for Bella, whomever it is, or your kitten, or you know, whomever it might be, you may very well end up having all that money saved and ready to go when something really occurs. But if you're you know, still dead set about getting insurance, please talk to your, you know, veterinarian professional to see what kind of insurance that they will take if they take anything at all. And it's not just a gimmick for an insurance company to have you pay a premium for. So hopefully this was helpful. I hope that this week's show was meaningful. Uh, I'd love to hear more and more about what you want us to talk about. So please do send us questions at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S Dawson.com. Stay tuned. Next week we'll be back with another episode and we hope you enjoy it as much as this one. Take care. Look forward to seeing you again. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.